Hey guys, this is Aaron Linson, back with another podcast, Blind Podcaster, and we're going to talk about a couple of things that I've experienced that are really neat with technology. So let's get into it. So, first thing that I wanted to talk to you guys about is the Sunu Band and my experiences. That device, I got it on sale. And that device has changed the way that I navigate. Now, my O&M skills as a blind person are really good have gotten even better since I've lost my vision, I think, in my opinion. But the Sunu Band allows for a greater ease of awareness and also relaxation as well. And what do I mean by that? Well, you know how if you're a guide dog user or you've been a guide dog user like myself, The guide dog will take you around obstacles that allow you to be aware of other things in your surroundings, be aware of sounds, be aware of other people. And the Sunu Band does this all without the need of having a dog. So it will detect obstacles and you can go into the application and give it a distance of how far or how short you want the sensor to go and you can do the intensity with that and there's the intensity level you can uh, define and that goes along with being able to understand your surroundings because you can say oh it's giving me a shorter pulse so this is probably about maybe a few feet in front of me, I don't need to worry about it. And you can move your wrist. I have it usually on my left wrist, and I'm moving my wrist just having it at my side now, and I'm moving it to the right and to the left to give the sensor an equal opportunity to see what's around me. And I can tell just by the vibrations that, okay, it's giving me a shorter pulse, So, and then if I move my wrist to the right, okay, it's giving me no pulse, So that means that there's an area in there that I can navigate to and that's clear at this point. I've been able to navigate the farm that I'm living at now without a cane at night. Now, is this recommended by me as a not an owning professional, but somebody who has been blind and uses, has been using a cane since about age, I'd say five. Um, I was born in 89, you can do the math. Um, and by somebody who actually wants to be an O&M professional is looking into that just to add to the other layer of stuff that I've already done. Um, no, it is not recommended. I would never recommend somebody to do that, but I know the farm, I know what's out there, sometimes and I wanted to see how well it worked and guys this thing works 
is like a sixth sense. Now, everybody in the middle of the night, too, also needs to get up and go to the bathroom. So, what do I do? Or get a glass of water or something, whatever they do. Yes, I can navigate the house by myself without my cane or without anything like that. But I usually, about 80% of the time, will strap the Sunu band on and go through its paces and let it go through its paces. And guys, that works too. There's indoor and outdoor mode. It does a lot of other stuff. Pedometer, uh, compass, place finder. It can find my phone. It can... The phone can find the Sunu band. But this main thing is for detecting obstacles. It's basically an iPhone with, uh, or a, uh, yeah, an iPhone or an Apple Watch with a uh, sonar sensor on it. And because of that, I don't feel the need for an Apple Watch as of yet. Because I have had an Apple Watch and I had the first generation Sunu band. I had the prototype Sunu band. And um, that was interesting. So having two gadgets on one wrist, wrist and trying to figure all that out and I'm good. And plus I don't want a talking watch. Anyways. That being said, the Sunu band can act like a vibrating watch. It does have time functions. You do have to get um, really familiar with that. I'm still trying to get familiar with that. Um aspect of it so I haven't gotten there yet but that's neither here or there because my phone can help out with that and my A-Lady device can also help out with that as well now I also wanted to come right back after the sponsor segment and talk about something else so I'll see you guys at the sponsor segment thing that I wanted to talk about was a braille display and I'm using it right now to run my iPhone but I also use it for my laptop computer and for my stop and for my um, uh, desktop computer that I have now they both have a USB-C cable and I do run them both um, with the tether cable because I found that Bluetooth when it comes to that is quite laggy and I don't want any lag and plus I've looked at the Focus 40 and the Keybrill XL that I have in front of me and I like the Keybrill better and here's why the Keybrill has function keys of a traditional computer keyboard it then has the Perkins keyboard for the main input method so you take all the characters off a standard keyboard leave your home insert um, delete page up page down left and right arrow keys shift caps lock and tab and then your function row at the top and you have basically the key row XL. This device does have seven pairings, one tethered and six Bluetooth, and then seven keyboard or six keyboard pairings. Now you could use 
six keyboard pairings to run different devices as well as the display module so I have the tether for both the devices and I have one for my iPhone at the moment now well you, you you're probably looking at it so okay, okay you can run your laptop off of Bluetooth yes I can but the input lag is a few seconds and I don't have those few seconds to shave off especially if I'm using this device for my main keyboard which I am for the laptop and for the desktop so going tethered is perfectly fine with me because there's no lag whatsoever if I move a key it moves jaws and what have you so that is perfect um and this thing is really, really, really thin. Very well made. I thought this was going to be made out of a plastic material. And it is lined by a metal um, enclosure. It is really heavy. The case is really nice. The case is... Hum- uh, not humor. His cases have been great. Uh, my BroSense um, note-taker device had the leather case. And this has a very uh, leather fit case to it as well. Uh, and I'm really, really happy about it. More unique than the Focus 40 Blue. Now let's talk about the Focus 40 Blue. Focus 40 Blue works with JAWS. It's perfect. But the command structure is not, in my opinion, it's not intuitive. It didn't really make any sense. So dots 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, and 6 had different commands. I think it was Control, Alt, JAWS, Function, and insert in something else. I don't, I don't remember. Um, it was very unintuitive to me. And the braille felt very mushy. Even though they claim that at 100% it's like paper braille. The Focus 40, uh, the Keyboard XL feels like paper braille to me. When I was able to get a hold of a Focus 40 when I was in high school... It felt very mushy and very um, hard to read. Sort of like when you're reading mushy braille or braille that has been smashed on the paper. Um, it, it was like that with fo- with the first Focus 40 years ago. And now they've made that to where you can switch that on the fly within the Focus 40 braille unit itself and not have to go through JAWS. And it still feels that way to me. Um, I like to have rough braille as much as possible. I like the rough braille of the Overreader 20 when I had the pleasure to go to APH and actually talk to Larry Skukon about it. And um, it was a very well-rounded device and the braille felt great. I love signage braille, which is, again, very rough um, and very easy for me to read. The Q-Braille XL has this type of Braille. Not only that, but it has 40 cells and it. it's just, it's a great option to have a 40 cell display at your fingertips. Now, I should be getting a Hemoid BI-14 and when I do, we will talk about that as well. But I like the layout of this Keyboard XL because uh, the keys, especially the Braille keyboard, is very quiet still. 
the Focus 40, in my opinion, was not. And if I was going to take this device to clients and use this in a library setting or in a public setting, I needed something to be as quiet as possible. And the Focus 40 was not that at all. Keyboard XL, however, works like that. And I am thankful for that. The other thing too is the Keyboard XL has a full-size SD card slot. The BrailleSense that I used to have had a full-size SD card slot, so that was another one of the advantages because I didn't want to have to transfer from a a uh, SD card to a micro SD card. It could be done, but easy as easy does, it'd be easier just to pop it in and get it to go, and that has worked and does work out. So it's perfect. Um, the battery life on here is really good. And again, him support and just the way that they have handled their devices. The stability of their devices is something that I can speak to. When I was using the Braille Stance, the stability on that, when compared to other uh, Braille devices of the time, and even of today, because I am on both the Brono Touch um, forum on Facebook and the BrailleSense devices uh, Facebook forum it's outstanding um, how different they are and how, as far as reliability and resets and all this other stuff and when I was using a, another device all through high school and through college of another manufacturer that device would always reset itself lose work it was always a constant struggle and i never have had an issue with hems devices they're very well built the support is great and they actually listen to their users which is a big thing never really had a, f a 40 cell display I've usually had an 18 so and the the biggest one is the 32 the Burrow Sense U2 32 that I've had but adding 8 more cells makes a very big difference when it comes to as much information as you need to have when you're trying to find candidates for job positions and getting information as much as possible. So I really like the Keyboard XL and the student band. And my experiences with the Braille, uh, the Keyboard XL, have been positive. And you can navigate jaws and move jaws and and do everything you need to do with this keyboard. That's what I want to do. I have no other keyboard on my desk. Um, the the uh, keyboard tray have nothing nothing at all i just have my braille display sitting on top of the desk which is this glass surface and that's it and then i have my um surface pro 6 in its case and that's it i don't have anything else um so being able to run jaws just by one device a braille device is quite awesome if you have the means, like I was able to do, 
go and check both devices out because there will be a difference. The Focus 40 has the spacebar moved below the braille cell, which is interesting, or the braille display rather, which is interesting. That gave me, that was hard for me to do with the key braille. My fingers are kind of slanted upwards and my thumbs are sitting on top of the spacebar. And I don't have to move them at all to, to input Braille. Whereas if I move them down to where the Focus 40's uh, spacebar would be, they're kind of cramped a little bit more and my thumbs are kind of awkwardly placed down at the bottom of the Braille display. And that was interesting to me. Um, even though you have more navigation options with the thumb keys and all that, having just the panning keys on the top of the display here on the key braille works out just as well. So if you're interested in any of that, in any of the key braille or the Sunu band, you have any questions, just let me know. You can follow me on Twitter, Blind Podcaster. That's B-L-I-N-D-P-O-D-C-A-S-T-E-R. You can also support this podcasting channel by going to anchor.fm slash blindpodcaster and giving a donation. We would greatly appreciate it because it tells us that people are listening. And let us know what you guys want to hear, want to see, want us to talk about as far as technology. And what you see, we'll see you guys in the year 2020. Have a happy new year and Merry Christmas. And again, we're taking off for the new year. We'll be back in 2020, the year vision. See you guys. Bye-bye.